Welcome to Fronteras, a program that explores issues at the border and beyond through the lens of arts, culture, and history. I'm Norma Martinez with Texas Public Radio in San Antonio. Latino comedy has been around for decades. Pioneers like Chich Marin, George Lopez, and Paul Rodriguez have opened the doors for John Leguizamo, Gabriel Iglesias, and Cristela Alonso. Texas Public Radio hosted a celebration of Latino comedy of South Texas as part of its Creekside Sessions series. A trio of comics took to the stage for a one-hour set, then sat down for a conversation with TPR's News and Fronteras producer, Marian Navarro. You'll hear an edited version of that conversation today. Raul Sanchez lives in San Antonio and is an Army veteran, having served combat tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. He's performed at festivals across North America and won the Funniest Person in Texas competition in 2013. Tori Poole is TPR's events manager and is a regular at Texas Comedy Clubs. She's part of the Blind Tiger Comedy Club Co-op in San Antonio and hosts the Toxic Actually podcast. Poole is co-author of the popular card game Latino Card Revoked. Vanessa Gonzalez was named Best Stand-Up Comic in Austin by Austin Chronicle Readers in 2022. Variety Magazine named her one of 10 comics to watch in 2022. Her comedy album is called My Birthday's Tomorrow, and Gonzalez co-hosts the podcast I'm Not Busy with Michael Folk. She's been opening this year for Chelsea Handler. We take you now to that panel, hosted by Texas Public Radio. Comedy is like every other kind of aspect of media, whether it's film, TV, uh, production, where there is a lack of representation. There is, it's mainly white, male-dominated, and there are still Latinos trying to find their space in comedies. So, uh, Tori, we can start with you. What is it like trying to find your space in an area that's still trying to make space for Latino comedians, female or male comedians? Um, it's, it's interesting because I feel like I have two strikes against me. Like I'm a woman ish and like, uh, you know, I'm Brown and I feel like, uh, I just like spaces that aren't meant for me. You know, that's why I like yoga. I don't feel like it's meant for me. Um, I was like, Oh yeah. Chin to chest. Let's see if I survive. Um, so uh, that was a really driving force. Like for me, when I went, it, it, there was not one other woman and Raul can, probably remember this like six years ago there was not one woman and I thought okay I felt like a sense of like urgency to be to fill that role and uh and it's been difficult more so on that aspect of being a woman than Latino for me Uh, I've been really lucky to work with some strong women you know like Vanessa and Christella and uh you know all the other brown boys or whatever but (laughs) I've had some good opportunities and uh I think it's just my tenacity and my stubbornness and I think that if I continue trying even if I fail that it's like it's worth it you know so I just want to keep doing it but yeah I wish there was more women in San Antonio and more brown people because it is a lot of white men white men have a lot to say um (laughs) and they stay saying it um yeah Vanessa what about you yeah, I mean, similar to Tori, you know, I was, I started in groups, you know, sketch groups, improv groups, and I was always intimidated by stand up because it was very male dominated and I didn't see anybody that looked like me or that was from where I'm from that was doing it. 
so when I jumped in, I started, you know, producing my own shows and I started booking spaces and booking myself to headline because no one else would book me. So I felt like I always had to show them. And then once they saw, then that's when the opportunities started coming. But even at this point in my career, I feel like I always have to show them first and then they believe me <laughs> and then they start booking me. But I, I have, throughout my career in comedy, been so supported by other women comedians, which has been so great here in Texas. I moved to L.A. for two years, and the women there, it's like, I think we're just, like, trauma-bonded for doing this. <laughs> so they're always like, hey, you're in here, come on, we'll tell you all the we're going to go through, and don't talk to them, and, you know, he sucks, and all that stuff, so... <laughs> I feel like just being supported by women has really helped me this whole time. Raul, as the only male in this panel. <clears throat> Get him. Uh, wait, what was the question again? Like, <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> so what's it like being a Latino in comedy in a space where they're still kind of underrepresentation from Latinos? Um, all, all I c could see when I, uh, when I started doing stand-up was... First of all, I don't see rays. Uh, but first of all, did I see mental illness? <clears throat> and I just wanted to be included in the mental illness community uh, of people who uh, had nothing else to do. I get, uh, I get when I started, it was it was it was the wild west. It just seemed like there was everyone from uh, people that were trying to make it to people that were just like literally got off the street and just signed their name up and, and just went up there and just said the wildest things. We were like, oh, my God, like, I'm in the same group of people. Like, <laughs> I'm in the same. Uh, so I guess to me it's different because, you know, like, being in the Army, you, you see all kinds of, like, crazy human beings, like, nice human beings, awful, beautiful human beings. Like, it's so... To me, it was just what stood out more was just a lot of wounded souls uh, doing stand-up. And I just wanted to be one of the ones that was funny. <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the Hispanic part, the, the I mean, I was, like, being brought here from seven, it was like, there's Mexican-Americans, there's Mexicans, and then there's those of us who came here. And it's like a different culture being like an immigrant and you don't belong to either side you, you, or you feel like you don't belong to the Mexican-Americans and you don't belong to the Mexicans because it's been years. Mexicans could tell I have an American-ish accent and Americans think I have a Mexican accent. So it always just felt like uh, like I had to prove something to everyone, not, you know, not just uh, race or gender. It was like... Uh, I want to stand out uh, amongst all these other weirdos. And something that you mentioned in your comedy, Raul, and your stand-up, was that uh, Latino is kind of one term, right? And it, it, sure. it's all-encompassing one experience, but that's not always the case. There are cases of, for us, it's uh, Mexican-American here in Texas, but there's also, like you said, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and everybody has different experiences. Uh, so I'll ask you, Vanessa, how do you use your experiences as a Mexican-American woman here in Texas, and how does that influence your comedy and your sets? Well, I mean, I just make fun of my parents for the most <laughs> part. <laughs> uh, that's how I use it. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I feel like at first, you know, I think as, for any comic, you know, you try to find your voice and like, what am I, what do I want to talk about? What is going to resonate? You know, it's different for everybody. And for me, I just, you know, grew up making fun of my parents all the time. And that just sticks. The people love it. <laughs> That's how I use it. And and I feel like just uh, being vulnerable, being honest, uh, and finding, like, people that relate. Like, I've had, you know, I talk about my mom a lot, and I have had people from, like, all types of background being like, my mom's like that, too. She's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we all got a crazy mom. And so that's what I've just used, you know, being from Laredo, um, that's a specific culture in its own. Like I feel like Laredo is very specific. The way we talk, the way we talk, the you know, the way we look. So I used to feel like you know, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know, I'm, I don't know how to talk about this. But now I use it to like stand out, you know, and and the things that I've been through and like how I grew up and. So, yeah, I, I feel like I don't stray away from anything. I make fun of everybody in my family now. My nephew's next. Uh, <laughs> and, they, and I'm lucky that they're very supportive. Right, well, Tori, anything to add? I don't know. When I first started, I was teaching. I was a teacher. So, uh, thank you, two people. <laughs> uh, okay, that was a forced applause. Um yeah, I was a teacher, and I, I was really unhappy as a teacher. I just saw a lot of things that I didn't like. Uh, and uh, so that was what I would write about at first was just, you know, all this commentary on teaching. And uh, and then uh, and then my principal was like, yo, <laughs> you can't do that. And I was like, okay, the watch will, you know, I just left. Uh, I left teaching, and that surprised everybody. And And then I just, I really enjoyed... Because of that experience, uh, I've always sort of stayed away from, like, my day job, uh, with the exception of a few jokes. Uh, but I write about experience. Like, I write about dating. I write about my family. I, you know, I think that no one else has that. They may have similar uh, situations, but my take on it, I feel like it's safe. So I tend to write a lot about my experiences in my household and all that good stuff. It did definitely change. And I wish I could be one of those... Uh, comedians that could tell you exactly how I think about everything, but you might not like me. So, <laughs> Raul? When, uh, like, my family make, make fun of me, right? Like, our, me, that's how we grew up. You know, like, we just talk smack about each other. So, like, that's what I grew up with. Like, uh, you find a flaw in somebody and you go, hey, look at that. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily have to apply to a person. It could also apply to uh, to a system. <laughs> But it's you know I, I I like something with fangs you know like that's it's I like when there's a lot of people laughing and there's one person just like <laughs> it fills me with joy somewhere inside I'm like good <laughs> but at the end of the day I you know at least fifty one out of a hundred laughing you know. You're listening to a panel discussion featuring three South Texas comedians, Raul Sanchez, Tori Poole, and Vanessa Gonzalez. The talk is moderated by Texas Public Radio, Fronteras and News producer, Maria Navarro. It was recorded June 6, 2023, at the Malu and Carlos Alvarez Theater at Texas Public Radio. More of that conversation is coming up next on Fronteras. 
Welcome back to Fronteras. I'm Norma Martinez with Texas Public Radio in San Antonio. Texas Public Radio hosted a conversation with three South Texas comedians in June. Prior to a panel discussion, Raul Sanchez, Tori Poole, and Vanessa Gonzalez did an hour-long stand-up set. Here are some highlights. Are you Puerto Ricans here? Puerto Ricans? I like teasing Puerto Ricans. (laughs) But only because I'm jealous. Because I'm Mexican. And I I don't like the fact that they live on an island, but we're the ones that have to swim here. I have one kid. I like to call him the boy that lived. Okay, some of you didn't laugh at that. Which means you don't like women's rights. (laughs) Or Harry Potter. And that was a good series. He's a good kid. I'm glad I kept him. Uh, I tell him that every day. I'm like, mijo, this is close. (laughs) I was invited to a costume party. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get a great costume. And I went as Murder, She Wrote. No, if you don't know who I'm talking about, she was a white lady that wrote about murders on the CBS or whatever. And if you still don't know who I'm talking about, she had short curly hair, wore a blazer and a pencil skirt. So that's what I wore to the party. But when I got to the party, everyone thought I was Yolanda Saldiva. Here's an excerpt from the panel discussion. Hosted by TPR's Marian Navarro. You know, in all of your stand-up sets, you guys have talked about this. You use your experiences. Your comedy is all, and your stand-up is all very personal. You mention your parents. How does your family uh, react to these kind of sets? And um, what's their reaction initially? Whether it's your parents or your extended family, your friends. What what are, what are those reactions like? Uh, that, that's my only red line. Like, that's like, it's not, I'm not going to stop. Uh, like it's, it's you're either part of my life or you're not. And Boom. At some at some point you're gonna be on stage, or at least your character. I mean, most of my family's here. Y'all okay with it? They love it. They love. My mom's always like, talk about me more. <laughs> I'm like, hi, calm down. And and she's like, say you have a mom. I'm like, <laughs> you just talk about the boyfriend. <laughs> damn you have a boyfriend (laughs) i do how do i get one of those um it's okay i'm fine uh i'm very happy um two things so i talk a lot about my son i have a lot about him and um you know i've been doing it six years he just turned 16 (laughs) ew right uh and uh, the first show he went to, because I'm a bad mom, I took him. Um, <laughs> he did not like me addressing his discovery of puberty on stage. <laughs> I contend that joke <laughs> kills. <laughs> uh, but he did not appreciate it. And he uh, he was like, he, he had a moment where he was like, you know, my friends see you on the TikTok. <laughs> he probably didn't say the TikTok, <laughs> but... And I was like, sorry. And, you know, he's just like, can you just not do that joke? And then um, recently I opened for uh, somebody and Kathan came and it was just a two-man show. And uh, he sat in the back and I did a lot of his material. You know, it was a lot of moms. Um, I crushed. It felt good. And when I got off stage, he was like, I think you're doing better than the headliner. <laughs> and I was like, that's my boy. <laughs> that's why I kept him. Um <laughs> 
And then, uh, and then I talk a lot about my mom. You guys got to hear. My mom did pass. It'll be four years in September. And uh, she, she saw me when I started. And she, like, when I first started, I made the mistake of inviting her to, like, the first show I ever got booked on. And I was filthy. It was gross. Um, but she was, like, disgusting. <laughs> you know, she was like, Tori, yeah, she tells jokes, but it's not for everyone. You know, and... <laughs> Uh, you know, before one of the last shows that I did, I think Raul might have been on it. Um, it was like at Brick, and my mom went, and I was a different comic, and she was just like, "Holy, shit, that's pretty funny," you know. And um, she was uh, she had a lot of health problems, and so uh, I cared for her toward the end. Um, and there was some pretty gross shit that would happen, <laughs> and she'd be like, "You better not be writing this down." <laughs> And she would get so mad. Like, she would have an embarrassing moment. And she'd be like, you better not. I know you're going to put this in your set. And uh, one day. Yeah. (laughs) And one day she was like, you know what? You can write whatever you want me, huh? Because I had the last word. (laughs) So this is the first time that TPR has had a uh, comedy Creekside session. This is the first time we've had all Latino panel. So what is it like to be a part of an all Latino panel? Do you guys see a difference? Have uh, do you see what what are your experiences with that? Uh, what what do you feel coming out of this? I think we've all been in a lot of all Latino shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they love them. <laughs> it's usually they love at a, putting us on them at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I I feel like both ways about it. Like, uh, you know, I feel very proud to be up here with these guys in front of all of y'all. But in the beginning where I was just like only getting booked on Latino, I'm like, do they let us on other shows? (laughs) Are are we segregated? (laughs) You know? Um, Because, yeah, sometimes it feels like, okay, y'all just do your shows over here. But, um, yeah, I feel feel both. I'm very proud, but I'm also, like, you know, happy to be, you know, on all types of shows. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I do feel like we're lumped and underrepresented. I I wrote for this card game... um, like four years ago, uh, called Latino Card Revoked. And it was weird because I, I got paired up with um, an Afro-Latino in Brooklyn. And then we were supposed to just cover all of Latino culture <laughs> in 52 cards. And we fought a lot about so much of like what was, well, you know, what's Mexican. And, and Tex-Mex is different from you know, New York, Mexicans, and, uh, you know, even California, and uh, a lot of the creative process, I was like, dude, we should just have, like, a Texas edition and the California edition, and we were fighting about it, but they were like, no, this is gold, and it wasn't, but (laughs) I think I made, like, $2,000 in royalties, but, um, like, I do do the shows, because, you know, money's good, Um, but I did feel scared that I would only be you know at las chiladas you know (laughs) (laughs) telling jokes and there was like a moment of panic that and it's it sort of kept me from writing about my experience for a while and you know what it's mine and i'm not gonna i am you know mexican peruvian spanish i'm gonna talk about all that and i'm gonna have fun with it you know yeah i mean it's like vanessa said that's uh the latino uh, shows that's like a, a thing that's actually done uh, quite a bit, maybe not in the most uh, ideal venues, 
you know, like, uh, this is some point where I was like, I gotta stop doing venues that end with the word grill. <laughs> like, this is... But when, you know, I still had fun, you know, it was like any other one. I guess I'm self-involved. I don't even... I'm just like, I hope my set goes good. I don't know about everybody else. <laughs> You've been listening to an excerpt from a panel discussion on Latino comedy hosted by Texas Public Radio. The three guests were South Texas comedians Raul Sanchez, Tori Poole, and Vanessa Gonzalez. The conversation was moderated by TPR's Fronteras and News producer Marian Navarro. It was part of TPR's Creekside Sessions series, recorded June 6, 2023. See video of the complete panel discussion at tpr.org. Thanks for joining us for Fronteras. Fronteras is produced by Norma Martinez and Marian Navarro. Our executive producer is Dan Katz. Our editor is Fernando Ortiz Jr. Charanga Cakewalk composed our theme music. Hear past episodes at tpr.org and on the Fronteras podcast. I'm Norma Martinez with Texas Public Radio in San Antonio. Mm-hmm.